How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up! Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat. Now. Here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome in to the hot corner for a must be a Wednesday. As baby, you know, you know the drill. It's always a Wednesday. We have reached peak hot corner after dark time. And we that will is be true. after dark for the next couple of months. That is true. That is true. I know everybody wants to talk about, you know, oh my God, it's dark out. It's dark out. I live in a world of dark. Okay. I was here at 4.30 this morning. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. I I won't, be, I won't be the last one out because I tend to leave shortly before our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III, leaves. But it's kind of strange to be, you know, first one in and one of the last ones out. Yeah, you've been here the last three days in the morning, correct? Just two, just two. Ah, uh, two days. Tuesday, Wednesday, as Swigard is off in pilot's land. Mm, which is going to be a frequent thing as the uh, basketball season has begun. I was very happy that college basketball started. Me too. Do you know Thank why? Thank you so much for bringing that up. Because my team actually might be really good this year. They're good for you, man. So is mine. Mine might be good too. I heard national pundits saying... Look out for Washington State, dark horse to win the Pac-12. Now, is it only because they were the first game to start the college basketball season and there was nothing else to talk about? No, no. I heard this like a week ago. Wow. I was absolutely blown away. I love Kyle Smith. I think what he's doing at Wazoo is great. He is going to go get – He's. I, I, I predict uh, Oklahoma to have a couple down years. Long Kruger will retire, and I expect Kyle Smith to get a job like Oklahoma. Like, I think he is the real deal. And I think you're going to see 
Where did you get Kyle Smith from? Uh, USF, San Francisco. He's oh. a Bay, he's Bay Area guy. Clay like Thompson. Clay Thompson endorsed him as the Wazoo head coach. I'm jacked about college basketball. Uh, well, I've not. already I've already got some like I've already got some mid some preseason hot takes. Uh, After watching the first game of everybody? No, because I watch and I study and I read articles and I know who's returning who and things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to rumble. Well, uh, I'm it, not. It's a- my perfect offseason. This and European football are my perfect offseason sports that I just happen to love that coincide with the offseason of baseball. It's great. Works out I for you. I feel so lucky. I struggle with college basketball outside of watching my team play just because I don't love the product that is out there usually. But uh, you will all know I am a Syracuse fan. Syracuse is a basketball You sport. are not a Syracuse fan. I am not a Wazoo fan. You are a Syracuse alum. True. I am Wazoo alum. Yes. I just, I feel like in this market, sometimes it's good to make that apparent. Yes, that is true. Yes. I did graduate from Syracuse. I and I graduated alum. from Wazoo. So that is my loyalty. It will always be my loyalty. It will not change. It will never change. Um, Syracuse played Sisters of the Poor in the first game, Lafayette, but uh, one by 30-something, and they have four starters who can shoot like 40% from three. But can they play the zone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Zone looked really good yesterday. God, I mean, it's, it's against Lafayette. But, God, that's sexy. Um, they've got... Buddy Bucket's back. They've got now Jimmy Bayheim is there, um, who's uh, the other Bayheim kid, and he was at Cornell. He transferred to Syracuse. They can both shoot the three. They got Cole Swider, who's a Villanova transfer. He can shoot the three, and then their point guard can shoot the three. They're just going to be shooting threes the entire game. If they started yesterday like eight for eleven from three, and they opened up like a twenty point lead. If they can just hit shots, I don't think anybody's going to beat them. They're going to go forty five and zero. I totally forgot that I get you on this show because I was working with the boys in the morning, which, by the way, I love that show. And I was so glad to work it because I'm never up that early to hear the boys. Sometimes I download them on the podcast, you know, the Odyssey app or 10 the And uh, we, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the situation up north at UW, uh, Jimmy Lake and the football and. If you listen to this station all day, which I know a lot of you do, you know, we're all aware of the kind of little mess that's up there in their football program. But they lost to Northern Illinois last night. They paid to lose to Northern Illinois. And that's Northern Illinois' first win in program history against a Pac-12 school. My question. Is that like their third game against a (laughs) Pac-12 school? I know, I know. It's like a skewed stat. My question to you, Mike. Is do you feel like you dodged a bullet on the Jimmy Beheim successor? No, I you, don't. You wish you had Hopkins. Well, I wish he was still there. I I'm happy that Beheim's still the coach because clearly he still knows what he's doing. Well, right, right, right. But Hopkins was supposed to be the successor, and you dub pried him away from Syracuse. And my man, he's struggling up there. Yeah, and he I, shouldn't because they can recruit up there. Well, he has been recruiting up there. Right. So why are they not good? I don't know. This isn't his first year. I don't know. He's like his third year now. Yeah. Like, year. what's going on? I'm not sure. I, I wonder if maybe his personality doesn't translate to the Northwest. Um, to I, ACC of him? 
Well, I would. He's way more Big East than ACC, but just like oh, I love that shout out to the old yeah, Big East. I don't know. I mean, if I could get Syracuse to rehire Mike Hopkins as an assistant, I'd be very happy because he's a he's an ace recruiter, um, and he's taken kids from Rochester in the upstate New York area to go to Washington because that's where his ties are. I think that's probably the problem mm. is his ties are the East Coast. Mm. It's a long way to go to go to Washington. So maybe Hopkins made the bad choice going to UW, or maybe UW made the bad choice grabbing an East Coast guy. Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm not fully sure. I've, I've not paid a lot of attention to Washington basketball since he's been there. Full disclosure, I, I just know they've been disappointing. I pay attention because they're disappointing, and it makes me happy. Um, but what's interesting, and I, I said this on primetime today with Suk, and I, I don't know if this is right. It's just a, just a thought that I've had is – both of the main programs at Washington are really, really, really disappointing right now. Extremely. And my question was, is the UW job not as good as we gave it credit for? In either sport? <clears throat> Generally I think, speaking. I, I think basketball is overrated. I think Lorenzo Romar drove that thing into the ground uh, personally. But I think the football job is still a pretty good job. I think it's a top three job. In the Pac-12, I think it goes SC, Oregon, UW. Well, okay, but that's not that's not giving it a lot of credit. I mean, it's the Pac-12 here we're talking about, which doesn't have a lot of great jobs to begin with. Boy, welcome to East Coast. Come on, dude. It's not East Coast. It's, I know. Look I know. at the conference right now. <laughs> I know. I'm joshing you. Um, I just was curious. Like, is is it possible that right now the city of Seattle is not a great place to be a college sports coach? Do does the school care enough about its college sports? Do the students care about the college? Oh, sports? I don't think the students do. We've always known that. That's a dirty secret about UW is the city's too big. And that's the thing is like Stanford. That- Stanford has the alumni. UCLA, USC have the alumni. USC has the pedigree. But so those big cities work. But Eugene is small. Pullman's small. Uh, Tempe. Corvallis. Is Corvallis. Like all that stuff. They're, they're small. Provo. Sorry. Provo is uh that's BYU. BYU. Uh, Salt, Lake Salt, Lake, Salt Lake is a big city, but it's not Seattle. I just had the thought. It doesn't mean it's right. It's just we've now had, for what we consider a, a great job in the country, mm-hmm. especially like we were out here, we're like, Washington's a great job. Yeah. Chris Peterson is did it, a great job. Is it that it's not as good of a job as we thought it was, or is it that it shows how quickly one bad hire can make things look horrific? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Is it a little bit of both? Is it more the higher thing? It was just merely a question I was asking based on the fact that their top two programs have been really, really disappointing the last few years. It's probably a little bit of both. I can only attest to, you know, being an alum and a fan of a school in a very small town that the hire is huge. Leach was a home run. Leach was such a home run in Pullman, even though he's a crazy psycho. Leach was a home run in Pullman because He's a Lubbock guy. He's from he's from Casper, Wyoming. Like, I only know Casper exists because Mike Leach is from there, you know? So it is about fit. It is about, you know, you maybe. in that city after the ghost? <laughs> maybe Seattle needs more of a high-profile, sexy, rah-rah guy that says, we're big time. What? And you can't just, like, like UW fans want Jonathan Smith back. And it's like, but Jonathan Smith is kind of a small town guy, you know, like he fits at Oregon State. 
Even the, you know, well, I know and, the, and, and, say what you want about Oregon State football right now, but he fits that because he's a small town guy. Well, and if that's the case, that's really backwards thinking because who is the best coach in your program history? Chris Peterson, right? Boise State. Well, and but not a rah rah guy at all. Well, at all. Well, but I also think Chris I, Peterson was all X's and O's football. Keep your head down. We're not going to go crazy in recruiting. We're going to get a couple of guys that fit our system, and we're going to win. But I also think if is that you the know, best coach in their history, but Chris Peterson, uh, no, who's the guy from the? Yeah, they they'll give it to the, the old dude, the with, national title. Yeah, with right. the shared title where they get blown out by Miami. Um, you know, I I think if Chris Peterson were back on the market, teams teams like Texas called and asked about Chris Peterson. Oh, Don, okay. Don James, right? Yeah. LSU is going to best coach. LSU is going to call and ask about Chris Peterson. He might not be their number one choice, but they're going to ask. The guy can coach, and that's the difference. But yeah, it it is about fit. I think it's a big time about fit, and the city matters when it comes to fit. I'm just it's Look interesting. At us in hot college. Well, talk. I also think the the other thing to think about as well, and this was a problem with Peterson too, is the good players from Seattle often leave Seattle. Mm -hmm. But there are players there to be had. There's tons of players to be had. It's a great city for talent. But especially recently, I mean, you've had, uh, I don't remember all their names, but the the great football player who chose Ohio State, who was considering Oregon and Ohio State and Mm -hmm. Washington and Mm -hmm. Alabama. I mean, Washington was like a distant fourth because he was from Seattle. Sure. Um, Is that part of the problem of, Nobody in Seattle really cares about UW. Boy, I hope that's true. And is that that's just, again, that's is just that fire from my father? Is that too extreme? Gosh, I don't know, man. You're asking heavy questions. Do we, we just guy here, man? We had a text earlier that said, uh, I go to Washington games all the time. No students and no young people go to see UW. It's the older generation that can afford to go and that go to UW games. And so what you're saying is go Cougs. I mean, I've always said go Cougs. <laughs> I say go Cougs because you've gone to Washington State. Aww. I don't have an allegiance for either. Oh, man, I say go Cougs because of you, man. Aw. Yeah, yeah, even though I'm a Tony Bennett guy. Like, <laughs> that's who I root for in the ACC. But I, you're right behind there. Okay. You're right there because I love you. Gee, thanks. Well, but, but, you know, Aww, the, Bennett, the, the Bennett family's wazoo, man. And that's us. Wow. Didn't didn't have college basketball on the uh, on the bingo card, although I probably should have. Because I know this show because I love college basketball. Oakley Dunkley. Well, this is a baseball show and we do got a lot to get to, even though the Braves have been crowned the national champs uh, as as I fit in, you know, some college basketball terminology just to keep you all on the same page. Braves won the World Series. We talked about that last week with Big John in the house. We still got a lot to get to. I mean, awards are about to be released. A Hall of Famer has retired. Nobody wants a job at a potentially high market team and we're already starting to see player movement and things like that so we got a lot to get to uh you can follow us on social media mike's on twitter at mike lynch 27 you can find me on twitter and instagram at pd085 there is our fantastic producer mr joseph fisher the third he is on twitter and instagram too at joefish3 that's f-i-s-c-h holler at us you can harass us 503-250-1080 that is the text line lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. The Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow. A little bit of a quick hit, but a lot of little nuggets in there 
that you're going to want to pick up. Blazers losing right now, 101-111. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter against the Suns. We'll keep you updated on that. When we come back, awards are about to be dealt out. And do we think these awards will be properly handed to people or are there clear front runners? We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Take 20 here, Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the poop-filled Willow Bede. This is the Hot Corner after dark the way we like it. Time's running out. This game's over. Blazers are going to lose by 10, 119-109 off a of back-to-back against Phoenix. They Still will. do not have a home or a road win. And boy, I can't wait for three months from now when we have to when we can give up on telling you Blazers scores. Blazers are my team, but I'm just telling you, like I'm 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 already over it, and it's November 10th. Yeah, look, I was pretty excited to see a new coach and what the system was going to look like. We and all were, that. and uh, yeah, I'm already out. Yeah, realities are realities, man. I'm not out, actually. Dude, you, you, I can't, was, you can't you can't run it back it's, and just 
replace a coach and think you're going to do it. No. This isn't the, the this isn't always, Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr. That team was loaded. The rule this I isn't say, this isn't Larry Brown in Detroit. That team was loaded. The rule I always say is give it 20 games. Give okay. it 25 games. Around that range, if it's still like this, Dunzo. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're 12 now, so we're getting there. All right, we're half we're halfway home. So we'll check back on that as we are the late night show, so it is our duty to give you peeps out there what's going on in Blazers. I want to start with this in the American League as we're getting out, or in the, in Major League Baseball in general, as we're getting out of the World Series and we have that reaction and we can kind of cool down. Now it's it's the fun time. It's awards. We love these awards. These awards build legacies. They build resumes. They sometimes are the fringe aspect that gets people into the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about Buster Posey later tonight. And these awards are huge for guys like Buster Posey, who doesn't have the, you know, the numbers that a Johnny Bench has or a Pudge Rodriguez has. But these these are important things. And we look down and the finalists have been announced. They should announce these awards in the next couple of days. And, and let's start in the American League as they announced the final three candidates for the American League MVP. That would be, stop me if you've heard these names before, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, and then some guy named Marcus Simeon. Greatest one-year deal we've seen in recent memory. One of the greatest one-year deal. We used to bag on him on this show. We liked him as a player. We couldn't defend. But his defense at short was atrocious, and he slid over to the up-and-coming Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they moved him to second because they had Bo Bichette to play s- s- short. And we don't know if Bichette's the real deal. I mean, his dad was a pretty solid player. And we like the, we're in the, we're in the world now. Mike, you and I, Joe, you and I, we're all old enough that we're seeing some of these kids and we all watch their dads. You know, it's, you know, Vladdy, his dad, Tatis, his dad, that Bichette. Is strange, yeah. I know it's funny. That's just the age that we are. Uh, when we get into this, I saw this. I saw this very interesting thing um, on Reddit the other day that you know, as baseball dives into saber metrics and we really look into the the stats and baseball is such a stat focused thing, and we get these analytics that really break down stuff. Marcus Simeon, his WAR. Is pretty incredible. In fact, it's better than both of the guys. And I find that really interesting, yet, without a doubt, he's gonna finish third. Right. Correct? Correct. Because there's there's a little bit of flash of name that goes into these awards. I'm curious why Sal Perez isn't on this list, but that's just neither here nor there. Well, it's a final three. It is a final three, but I still would like to see Sal Perez in this. Um, but he plays on a really bad team. Over Marcus Simeon? Plays on a worse team than these guys. And I think we're starting to see that the MVP is shifting a little bit. The Blue Jays made a run at the end. And they wouldn't have made that run without Vladdy Jr. and without Simeon. What's interesting is if you look at just hitting, Shohei Otani should finish third. If you look at an AL MVP uh, and we assume with the exception of Verlander in years past, the AL MVP tends to go to a hitter. Shohei Otani should finish last on this list, yet he's going to win. So my question to you, Mike, the Angels had no chance throughout the entire season. I think this award should go to Vlad. This award's going to go to Shohei. 
Are there issues with that? I know he was a pretty, pretty damn good pitcher. But should this award go to Vladdy on a team that was there at the end? In normal years, this would be a slam dunk for Vlad Guerrero Jr. And I do wonder is if Otani continues to play at this clip, will he ever not win MVP? Because kind of like the Mike Mike Trout argument, but there's an extra level involved. It's not like the Mike Trout argument because Mike Trout didn't always win MVP because there was a bit of like fatigue of giving him the award every year. But there is no other player on the planet, I guess, except for, I don't know if he's still doing it, that the minor league guy for the Rays. Rick and Keel. Brandon McKay. Wasn't he hitting and pitching? Mm -hmm. Um, No one's doing this. And And this stat right here. I just read this. I have I have an MLB.com article up. In 2021, seven players had at least an 150 OPS plus over 400 plus plate appearances. 17 pitchers had an ERA plus of 140 or better over 100 plus innings. Otani did both. I mean, that's the thing is you look at his hitting stats and they don't live up to what Vlad did. Right. And you, you watch him as a pitcher, and occasionally he didn't pass the eye test because he was a bit wild. He walked a lot of guys. Only two home runs shy of the lead league, which was tied by two guys. Salvi and, and Vladdy. Mm-hmm. But that stat right there, using an advanced metric in OPS plus and an ERA plus, <clears throat> he was one of the seven best hitters and one of the 17 best pitchers at the same time. He had 150 strikeouts and only 23 starts. Wow. Do the math. Like that projection, that's over 200 strikeouts, which usually is like Cy Young contention. That's the problem. And I I mean, it's great for baseball, but that is the problem for the awards is as long as Otani produces at anywhere close to that clip, you can't not give it to him. You can't. I agree. You can't do it. I firmly agree. I'm I'm just asking the question. I agree with you. Vlad Guerrero Jr. had one of the most sensational offensive seasons we've seen in a while. And he looks sexy doing it. And yet, it was always second fiddle to Otani. Always. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just how it's going to be. I think if you asked the above average baseball fan who led the league in home runs, I think most of them would say Shohei. He was only too short, so it's close. So it's not like, you're an idiot. But I think mo- there there was a race at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think people would forget that Vladdy got him. And Sal Perez got him. Because... Technically, I think Vladdy had to re-catch Sal Perez at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Well, they they tied, right? I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you. The, the answer is Shohei. I mean, Shohei's going to get the MVP. But, but I wonder, like, are we seeing some crazy thing... Am I overthinking this? Am I being old man yelling at the clouds baseball guy that Shohei shouldn't get love because of his pitching? Or is this just such an outside-the-box situation that we have to give it to him? Or are we overthinking it by giving it to him? I, you know what I mean? I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking, like, should a guy that does both get the love for both? Absolutely. I mean, it's... I think so, too. It's most valuable player. It's not most valuable hitter. It's not most valuable pitcher. It's most valuable player. I mean, like, remember this. 100 RBIs, 103 runs, 96 walks for Shohei. On, I look at that 103 runs, and that's the stat that really stands out to me. It's not the ERA. It's not the the home runs. 
That team sucks. That team sucks hot garbage. If Texas wasn't as bad as they are, this team's at the bottom of the list. Well, and I, he has 103 runs well, and 100 RBIs. It's not that for me. For me, it's the ERA. Because as somebody who watched... 317's pretty damn good. Well, that's what I mean. It's pretty damn good. Because I watched a lot of Otani starts. I Maybe it was just bad luck on my part, but some of the ones that I saw, he got lit. And I was like... I know. Oh. Me too. I'm <laughs> like, so is his ERA like 3839? No, it's 318. Because the random games we didn't watch, he, he went was, six with nothing. Right. So I think the thing is, is this will now be Otani's award to lose. Unless one of the two goes average. If he's an average pitcher and he has like a 4-2 ERA one year, but he still hits like 270 with 45 homers. If there's a hitter, maybe on his team, like Mike Trout, who hits 350 with 38 home runs, he might win it because the pitching is not good enough to push Otani over the top. But if Otani keeps these trends going which is impossible to predict because it's baseball and he's young. We didn't even predict this year. No. Um, if he keeps these trends going, I don't know how you compete with that. I don't. I'll get you out on this real quick. Otani said recently he's happy in Anaheim. You believe it? Yeah, I believe it. You think he'll stay? Yeah, I think I think he had a lot of time to make the initial decision when he was first coming over to the U.S. Remember, there was the... Seattle had him. It was locked up. He was going to be a Mariner. And then he changed his mind at the last minute to the Angels. Mm-hmm. He probably thought about that forever. Oh, what boy. team, what I think team he was going to pick. I think he's still thinking about it. God, Shohei on the Mariners right now. Good God. I, I think based on the way I've seen him, I think Southern California fits him. He kind of has this like energy, like this bubbliness yeah. of Southern Cali. A little superstar Well, yeah, it is that, but it's kind Got of a like. a swagger to him. It's kind of like a naive superstar because mm-hmm. he's like, he's still young and he's. Uh, you know, he just seems like he's like always in awe and in wonder. God, for, for, that fits to me better in L.A. than it does or in Anaheim than it does in Seattle. I mean, he's got more personality than Mike Trout, but so do my glasses sitting on the table here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fine in, in Anaheim. Yeah. All right. When we come back, there is still a hotly contested. I don't want to do awards too much tonight. So let's we'll try to power through some of this stuff. But we'll slide over to the National League that that race is a lot closer as the three guys were announced for that as well. We'll do that real quick. But first. There's my man Joe with sports. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Harlem's what I'm repping, tell my we gon' make it in a second. Never disrespect it. It's 837. Talking a little MVP love as we look around. And I, I don't want to waste too much time on awards, so we'll kind of rapid fire this. We'll give this we'll give the uh the National League MVP a little love here, and then maybe next segment we'll rapid fire some stuff. Well, you don't want to waste too much time on the awards, but we just spent 16 minutes on the American League MVP. Well, I think it's a big deal. Like <laughs> Shohei's a big deal, right? I mean, Joe, do you disagree? I mean, Shohei's a big deal. Yes, he is. Like, I mean, let's I'm not just, forget just because... I'm just poking fun here, Patrick. I know you deal. are, and I don't mean to sound defensive, but I mean, show I mean, a big deal. My two-way player on MLB The Show gets talked about just as much as Shohei, and he's not even that nearly as good as Shohei. So. Is that Joseph Fisher the 16th? Uh, no, it's it's the third. Best believe I'm out well, there. Well, do you have Joey the fourth hitting for you? Because he's hitting bombs! Dude, I... Yeah, I need him to jump on the bat of... You gotta play the show often. for at least 10 more years of the show time before you can bring in Joe Fisher the fourth. Well, I'm thinking that I'm gonna have to play 10 more seasons before the Orioles have a lick at any sort of World Series title. <laughs> Are you in the majors now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are the Orioles terrible? Oh, God, yes, yes. <clears throat> <laughs> Are and they, the already, they already traded away Adley Rutschman, too, and I'm like, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> Are you the best player? Uh, I mean... In Orioles terms, yes, I am the best player. There's not a lot to, you know, outduel on that team. So. They just signed Chris Davis with a K. Mm. Run it back. Hell yeah. I would take Chris Davis with the C right now just to get some <laughs> any sort of help out there. Uh, we just talked about the American League. I want to slide through this. This is actually an interesting race. It'll be really you, I think we'll learn a lot about the uh, the writers and the voters in this in the National League MVP race. Final three are Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Man, that's a sexy list. That's a future of baseball right there. Uh, Bryce Harper, who has won an MVP before, and a rookie of the year, Juan Soto, uh, who missed the first month or so of the season due to COVID, and Tatis, who was an absolute beast until injuries and the slowdown of the Padres, which led to their manager getting fired, kind of let him fade in the distance, but his number's still... Don't lie. Mike, gun to your head. Who are you going to take in this? Well, first of all, Soto did not miss a month of the season. I thought he had COVID life. He played 151 games. Oh, hello. Um, what do I know? <laughs> I'll go back to college basketball. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, I think this goes to Soto. Yeah? I think, I, I guess you're right. We will learn a lot about the writers. Yeah, that's what I'm really curious about. I think advanced stats-wise say Soto. Advanced analytics say Sto- Soto. Like, sexy stats say Harper. Mm-hmm. I think Tatis is the third in this one. I do think his injury at the in the middle of the year did cost him. Apparently, his war was actually second behind Juan Soto. So, wins above replacement, he was better than, than Bryce Harper. But... This one is what what stands out to me. I know it's not a half-season award, but after the All-Star break, Juan Soto hit 348 mm-hmm. with 18 bombs, 87 walks, and an on-base percentage of 525. His OPS was 1.164. 52, round up, 53% of the time after the All-Star break, after early July, Juan Soto was on base. He had 87 walks in the second half. Uh, Shohei Otani, who's going to win the American League MVP, had 97 in the season. That is startlingly <clears throat> That's amazing. That's like Bond's walk rate. Yeah, just constantly on base. And you know he takes walks with that weird little, like, 
swagger mm-hmm. where he like does like the weird like wide step and stares at the pitcher every time he takes. I the did ball. love him at the World Series in a Trey Turner jersey. <laughs> I did was, love that. That was cool. Yeah. I feel like that gets you a little extra half point. Was that at the World Series? Yeah. I thought that was in the earlier rounds. No, it wasn't in the World Series because they weren't in the World Series. It was in the NLC. And or a the- cascade of boos yeah, rained down that. from the stands. Yeah, yeah I deserve that. Uh, but it was at a game in L.A. It might have been against the Giants, but he was in the stands with Scott Boris wearing a Trey Turner jersey. It was not Scott Boris. Oh, whatever. It was, it was somebody. It was Kevin Long. Some old white guy. It was the hitting coach. Whatever. They all look like Scott Boris to me. Why would he be at the game with I, Scott I, Boris? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Why did you think the Dodgers made the World Series? I because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I'm already looking at next year. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Soto. I, I I know it's not a full uh, half season award, but what he did in that second half was so tremendous that not even Bryce Harper would hit that. I think they'll give this award to Bryce Harper. Although I think you're right that Soto. I mean, remember these votes were made before the world before the playoffs started, and I feel like. Once the playoffs started and and we needed more narrative that wasn't just the game, I think Soto would have gained a lot of votes. I think previously, I I would probably vote. No, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to double down. I already said this earlier. I'm going to vote for Bryce Harper. And I just saw this too. I didn't realize this. Bryce Harper, after August, had a better OPS or no, an almost as good OPS. No, <clears throat> Mike Reed. A better OPS than Juan Soto did after the All-Star break. And they had a he chance had a one, to get one, in. one And they had a chance to get in, and it was clearly because of him, because that bullpen was trash, managerial questions all over the board, despite that guy who runs the place winning a World Series previously in another spot, and that team being absolutely loaded. Bryce Harper was the reason they were still alive. And he hit 19 of his home runs after August. And you know, I hate that guy. Yeah, you think he's... Uh... He's uh, arrogant, arrogant and uh, boy, that's so many years old. I now. know. I can't remember the other term. It's faded into the memory. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's like flashy and exciting. Uh, otherwise, it's arrogant and douchery. I don't remember the second word. I- I'd vote for Bryce. I'd vote for Juan. I'd rather have Juan. He's cheaper. That's for sure. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. Now, anyway, so that's the National League MVP MVP discussion. I mean, Tatis is going to be in this discussion for a while. If he can stay healthy and continues to do what he does, he's going to be in this. Soto's the same way. Bryce is a little more established. He's been around a little longer. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what that does to the profile of Bryce Harper if he's got two MVPs. I mean, that puts you in, you know, different territories. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think we learn a lot about the voters and what they value. Do they value down the stretch? Do they value home runs? Do they value your team is in the race? This is going to tell us a lot. Might be something fun to talk about next week once we learn who the MVP is. We will not. No? MVP comes out on Thursday. Uh, So we'll miss it. So in two weeks from now, uh, it might be interesting to have a conversation about writers and how they vote. Uh, that, that could be something really interesting to dive in when we come back, let's wrap up these awards and we'll kind of power through these other stuff. Cause we got a lot to get to in the second hour. Uh, that's Mike Lynch, Joe fish behind the glass and Patrick Harris, 10, the fan. Yeah. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan. Smoking, rolling, up. I adjust the tickets up. Break it, break it down, break it down. 
Brad, I'd like to power through this a little bit just uh, just for time purposes because there's other things I'd like to get to. Coming up in the second hour, we got fair or foul at 9.30. How come nobody wants to work for the Mets and a Hall of Famer retired? Uh, real quick, Mike, we'll power through this. Uh, stick with me. Let's power through this. Cy Young in the American League, Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn, Robbie Ray. It's probably Robbie Ray. He uh, he led the league in ERA and at strikeouts a, at a two eight four and strikeouts at two forty eight a one zero four five WHIP. Yep, you know I love that WHIP stat. He, uh, it's funny because I feel like Robbie Ray was okay to start the year, right? And then when like May or June, June like mid May, early June hit, it was like, whoa, who is this pitcher? And then and why Aug- is he wearing the tightest pants of all time? And then August was like, your stats are what, right? Like, what did you just? You what you call my mom? What did you just send me? Robbie Ray, like Mister Walks Six Guys a Game. Robbie Ray, <laughs> that guy we used to tout in Arizona, and then we were like, "Oh, he's done." Uh, yeah, I'm with you on Robbie Ray. And in the National League, we go Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler. I find this really interesting because I think I know where the answer is. But boy, there was a moment when Zach Wheeler, like, remember Walker Bueller had this and then blew it down the stretch. Zach Wheeler also had this and blew it down the stretch. Did he have a bad end of the year? Yeah, because the Phillies had a bad end of the year. I think for me, this is... I think Uh. a lot of times when it comes to Cy Young's, the easiest answer to look is how many innings did you pitch unless there was some dominant closer. It's how many innings do you pitch and what's your ERA? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I... Corbin Burns ERA is two four three. Well, I think two, even four, three. even fairly, I think Corbin Burns is the winner here. Yeah, um, he had he set a record for most strikeouts without a walk to start the season, right? With like fifty four or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yep. You're right. He led the he led Major League Baseball in ERA. He had fifteen strikeouts in a game combined, no hitter. They won their division by a landslide. He led the majors in strikeout rate. Strikeouts through nine innings and strikeout to walk ratio at six eight eight. You mentioned Robbie Ray strikeouts, or actually you mentioned Otani strikeouts. How about two hundred and thirty four and one hundred and sixty seven innings? Do I love Corbin Burns long term? No. Why? Uh, because I haven't seen it. I need to see it more. Um, but in twenty twenty one, take a bow, my friend. I believe it should be Corbin Burns. Although I believe it should too. I think you're going to see more votes for Zach Wheeler than you're giving him credit for. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he'll finish second. Well, over Scherzer? I do. Yeah. Scherzer will go third? Yeah. Watch Scherzer win it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they give it to Scherzer, it's because they want him to live in a class with Clemens, Johnson, Carlton, and Maddox, if you've heard of those guys. I mean, he might deserve that. Well, I mean, he's first ball Hall of Famer. Yeah. Does he need another Cy Young? <laughs> I mean, does he have already four? He has three. This would be his fourth. Uh, rookie of the year sliding through this, uh, the American League. Yes, Randy Arozarena is a rookie technically. And yes, so is Luis Garcia. Somehow, welcome to game manipulation. The third is Wander Franco. This is a really interesting one. I don't want to get a ton into rookie of the year because it's kind of like, this guy was good. Uh, I'd give it to Luis Garcia. I, I think as a starter, he was really great in the Amer- in, in the regular season. I thought he would falter in the playoffs, and he threw out some good performances. You know, I, 
this won't happen because he only played half the year. I'm going to give it to Wander Franco. I love Wander Franco. He, Dude. I, I, I would, I would, I would sell my entire life to have Wander Franco at shortstop. I think Randy Rosarena is going to win it, by the way, because he played almost the entire season. But here, I watched 25 plus Rays games this year because I watched all of them against the sure. Yankees and then whatever random ones I saw throughout the rest of the year. I watch Randy Rosarena and go. Eh. Boy, he's got some flash, but he is all over the place. Right. I watch he's, Wa- not, he's so undisciplined until he gets to the playoffs. I watch Wander Franco, and I'm like, yeah, you see it. Three years from now, best player in baseball. Yep, you see it. And because of that, I'm voting for Wander Franco, but he only played in 70 games. You're voting the futures bet? Yeah. And in the I could absolutely care less. The, oh, it's, it's Jonathan India. The, the, National, the League. National League Rookie of the Year. It's Jonathan India, who was fine. Uh, Jonathan India statistically this is this is this is where fantasy kind of warps your brain a little sure, bit sure i had him in fantasy this year dude was on base and putting up rbis and, and runs every day like a monster mm-hmm. and then you see a 269 yeah and you're like <laughs> he got me so many points of fantasy this year i don't understand but for me this is a two-man race it's between india and trevor rogers yep uh, Rogers is the starter for the Marlins, by the way. His second half was a lot slower than his first half. He started off incredibly. Um, there's a, there's a certain like sex appeal flash for India this year for me. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's got like this. He's got this uh, cocky swagger to him that isn't arrogant or douchey. And uh, he's got the long flowing hair. He hits for power. He's a good fielder. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that five tool player. Right. I think he's really good. So I think he's gonna win. Uh, and then we'll finish up here with the manager of the year, which I think this isn't a race in any way. And I'm going to go first. You can see the finalists, the American League finalists, Dusty Baker, Kevin Cash, Scott Service, the National League, Craig Counselor, Gabe Kapler, Mike Schilt. If you watch baseball, this is so clear to me. The answer is Gabe Kapler in the National League and Scott Service in the, in the American League. And if you want to argue otherwise, you're not watching baseball because the Giants their over-under was 82, and the Mariners should have been absolute trash. And both those guys, one guy went to the playoffs and should have been in the NLCS. The other one didn't make the playoffs, but nobody thought they should be there, especially dealing your closer, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's Gabe Kapler and Scott Service, and I don't want to hear arguments otherwise. Uh, the only thing to remember, folks out there at home or in your car or wherever you may be, that these votes go in before the playoffs. Agreed. Because the Astros made the World Series, everyone's like, oh, give it to Dusty Baker. No. This was before the playoffs. We can manage the Houston Astros. Scott Service and Gabe Kapler are the easiest picks we've had in all of these today. It's pretty simple. And that's how it goes. Except for Jonathan India. That's our picks. We'll know that in the next week or two. So we'll report back on those. All of those come out next week. Uh, There's one per day. Yep, they stagger them out. You've got Rookie of the Year Monday. Manager of the Year Tuesday, Cy Young Young Wednesday, Wednesday. MVP Thursday. I think it's that specific order. So we'll report back those. We'll report back on those next week. When we come back in the second hour, we've got a Hall of Famer who's retired. Nobody wants this job and fair or foul. This is the hot corner, baby. We do this every Wednesday. It's dark outside. 1080 the fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.